If someone asked this last week, what, what was the purpose or what was that supposed to symbolize? And it's really the point of that's what's going on in our world, kind of the juxtaposition of the hurry up and wait as we come together as the people of God to look at the Word in contrast to that. Well, I announced last week, and I'm going to announce it again, kind of like the voice crying in the wilderness, prepare, now there are 22 days left to shop before Christmas. And I have to tell you, I found the ultimate Christmas preparation list. It is extensive. It has everything. And I'm going to read it this morning to you. I don't want you to panic if there's something on there that you have missed, but I want you to hear how we would look at preparing in the world. This is out on the web of what it means to get ready for Christmas. Three to six months before Christmas. You should make a family plan. Decide if you are traveling somewhere or if people are coming to your house and buy plane tickets at that point. Two months before Christmas, you should create a master calendar. Put down known activities on it. Start baking things that you can freeze. Update your Christmas card list with changes in addresses. Shop for cards and wrapping paper and make plans for out-of-town guests. Buy new sheets and bedding and towels and whatever you'll need to host those people. Well, six weeks before Christmas, you need to make a master gift list. Who to buy for, what it is that they'd really like. You need to create a budget for that master gift list and start shopping. One month before Christmas, you need to start online shopping and wrap as you buy gifts. You need to review your stock of decorations, decide what needs to be purchased, what lights aren't working, what's broken. You need to review your entertaining supplies, your dishes, your glasses, your silverware, all that you'll need for people coming over to celebrate. And you are to begin then addressing your Christmas cards. Three weeks before Christmas, and I'm assuming all of you are on track right now for where we're starting with this. You begin to mail your Christmas cards. You buy a live tree if that's what you do and don't have an artificial one. You begin to decorate inside and out. You finalize your menus. You order your turkey or your ham. Two weeks before Christmas, you mail out-of-town presents. You shop for food, but only at this time, the non-perishables. One week before Christmas, you deep clean your house and you buy batteries for toys. Three days before Christmas, you shop for the fresh ingredients that you'll need. You set your table and make your tablescape up. Two days before Christmas, you start cooking. You buy fresh flowers to adorn the house. And one day before Christmas, you make sure that cameras and video recorders have batteries that are charged. You finalize any last-minute wrapping. You finish cooking, preparing the timeline for the next day, and then you sit back and relax. Well, I'm exhausted just reading that list of preparations. And, you know, as I looked at that list, I wondered, well, when are you supposed to get the frozen food that you did three months earlier out of the freezer. It wasn't in there. Anything missing that you can think of? All of that preparation. And we call this the most wonderful time of the year. 
Isn't it interesting as we look at that extensive list, like I said, there's somebody out there today who's saying, oops, I forgot that, that little bit of panic, I'm behind the curve. And I want to look at that word today, preparation. I like definition, so we're going to hear the definition of that word, preparation. The action or process of making ready or being made ready for use or consideration. Again, the action or process of making ready or being made ready for use or consideration. I want you to think about that list. It's definitely a process, so it qualifies there. It's definitely something to make ready. But what about use? Is that list of preparation what makes Christmas useful? Does that make us truly prepared for the season that is upon us? Personally, as I looked at that list, there is so much there, I could never remember all of those things that would have to happen. Reminds me of a story of an absent-minded professor who kept forgetting things. And so one morning his wife pinned a note on him to say, Honey, you know this afternoon the moving men are coming. We're moving from the house, so don't forget. Well, the evening came and he walked up to his old house and no one was there. The lights were off. Kind of dejected, he sat down on the curb and a little boy happened to walk by. He stopped the boy and said, Son, do you know where the people are who used to live in this house? And the boy looked at him and said, It's okay, Dad. Mom said you'd forget. <laughs> how many things in our preparations do we forget? And how many things in our preparations regarding what this true season is about do we tend to forget or do they get forced out in the preparations that we see from the world? All of those things to remember. And it makes you wonder then how the message that John the Baptist preached in the wilderness of the one who has come to bring us life and hope, how does that fit into our preparations? We think about preparing our hearts as we've talked about and it seems like just one more thing in that list that we need to add in. We hear John calling us to repentance. You know that word repentance is an interesting word. In the Greek, it's metanoia. And it has a meaning behind it that comes from ancient Greeks. Really, repentance is a military term. Now we all know that it means to turn around, but it's in the sense of an army that's marching along and the general issues a command and the command is to do an about face. That's what repentance really meant in its original meaning. I say that because it's important for us to understand that word in our lives as Christians. So often we think that it is about us preparing our hearts, that we are the ones instigating repentance, and that it is all our work. We forget that it is Christ calling to us through His Word, through the gifts that He has given us, that issues that command to us to turn from our own ways and our own preparations and everything we think is important and to turn around and see once again our salvation. You know, Dietrich Bonhoeffer was a prisoner during the Nazi time in Germany. He was imprisoned for standing up against the atrocities and the tyranny of Hitler. 
And while he was in prison, the seasons came and Advent came upon him. And he writes the following words about that time. Life in a prison cell reminds me a great deal of Advent. One waits and hopes and putters around. But in the end, what we do is of little consequence. The door is shut and it can only be opened from the outside. Is that what we are doing in our preparations this year? Simply puttering around in the things that really have no lasting value? Are we preparing for something that we don't realize that Isaiah said God has already prepared for us on this mountain? God prepares for us a banquet of the finest meats and wine on this mountain. God has prepared to remove the shroud of death that surrounds all people. God is the one who comes to us through Jesus Christ who has prepared all things for us. You know, we think of John in that wilderness railing against those Sadducees and Pharisees but he railed against them because they were the ones who believed that they could prepare themselves for the kingdom. Jesus also railed on them for the same thing. Part of their preparations in their minds was the fact that if they could get by all of their rules that they had added to the laws, all 600 and some that could be kept perfectly, if they could watch over the flock of Israel and get everyone to keep the Sabbath perfectly, not breaking any of those rules for three consecutive Sabbaths, they believed that they, by those preparations, could usher in Messiah's coming. How ironic it was that Messiah stood in their presence. And Messiah also stands in ours. Our preparations this year will not bring to us the hope that Jesus comes to give us in this season. It will not change our hearts. That can only be done by the work of the Holy Spirit as Christ comes into our lives to bring us that hope, to bring it to us as the gift He has prepared for us. So what is it that we are supposed to do in this hurry-up-and-wait season? You know, we've discussed this again week in a week as a team coming together as we prep for this worship series and as we continue to evaluate it. We talk about all the things that are going on in our lives, much like that list of extensive things that have to be checked off. And we talk about the need to find time to wait, to receive what God has prepared for us. And I know I struggled myself with thinking, what is it really to wait? We talk about that verse from the Psalms, be still and know that I am God. And you know that that context of that verse has to do with nations raging against God, warring against His people, where God finally says to them, Be still! Cease! Stop! Know that I am God. Maybe that's something that we need to think about in our preparations. To realize that we are not the ones in control. That we are not masters of our own faith. That God Himself is the one who comes to us, who brings us these gifts, who brings us love and grace. 
to shower us and prepare us for his coming. You know, we sang that song on Jordan's banks, the Baptist cries. There are two verses, I think, that we need to remember as we prepare for this Advent season. The verse that says, we hail you as our Savior, Lord, our refuge and our great reward. Without your grace, we waste away like flowers that wither and decay. Stretch forth your hand, our health restore, and make us rise to fall no more. Oh, let your face upon us shine and fill the world with love divine. On this mountain, God has prepared for us a banquet that is incomparable to all of our preparations for a Christmas meal on this mountain. God has vanquished death forever for us through Jesus Christ that we might rise never to fall again on this mountain. Jesus comes to us with his grace and his forgiveness to truly prepare our hearts to receive all that he has to give us. May we be ready by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.